0: Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us on Order Up, the podcast from the National Restaurant Association. I'm your host, Carly McBride. Before we dive in, here's your reminder. Make sure you're subscribed to Order Up on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform so you catch all our latest releases right in your feed. Joining me on the show this week, I have Rachel O'Leary. Rachel serves as principal for Clifton Larson Allen, also known as CLA for short. CLA is one of the National Restaurant Association's valued partners. Also joining us is Jason Euler. Jason is the COO and Culinary Director with Scott Harris Hospitality. To give you some background, CLA is a professional services firm that creates opportunities for their clients, their people, and their communities through industry-focused advisory, digital audit, tax, and outsourcing services. Rachel and Jason are joining us today to discuss current challenges and opportunities across the restaurant landscape, such as food costs and the labor market shortage. We'll also discuss the very important topic of diversity, equity, and inclusion. So Rachel and Jason, thank you so much for taking some time to chat with us today. Let's get started. So to start us off, can you please take a moment to briefly introduce yourself and tell us a bit about your role with CLA? Rachel, we'll start with you.
1: Sure. Thank you, Carly. So, yes, with CLA, I am a principal and I help lead our retail group here in the Chicagoland area. This is one of the industries that we kind of highlight here at CLA, amongst others. But with the retail group, I have the, you know, advantage of being able to see so many different restaurant groups and make so many positive connections with some of our folks and help from so many different areas. As you mentioned, we're a professional services group. We do, you know, your traditional accounting services, but we also have a lot of other avenues that we can help with as well beyond those general accounting services. But happy to work with folks like Scott Harris Hospitality and bring this to you today. Thank you.
0: Jason, let's turn over to you. Tell us a bit about Scott Harris Hospitality and what exactly your role is in the organization.
2: Thank you, Carly, and nice to meet you. Yeah, so my name is Jason Euler. I'm the COO and Culinary Director of Scott Harris Hospitality. The reason for two titles is more because uh, a culinary background and kind of moving into more of that operating role. I'm a chef by trade. That's where I've grown my chops and kind of grew in the industry and spent, you know, my entire adult life in the kitchen. Scott Harris Hospitality is uh, 28 locations, over eight concepts, and growing. So we're working on a few new concepts this year, and we really have expanded in the in the greater Chicago area and the suburbs, and uh, have included plenty of Italian concepts, but within recent years, some Mexican concepts, Greek Mediterranean, we now have a barbecue restaurant, and we're continuing to open new concepts and develop new concepts
0: perfect thanks so much jason so jason let's stick with you for a second we want to talk a bit about some of these challenges that you've seen in recent years i know your business is continuing to evolve as a result of the pandemic so can you speak a bit about those changes and lessons you've learned along the way that have strengthened your teams and the work that you do and rachel feel free to ping in as you have thoughts on this topic as well
1: thank you
0: uh yeah so
2: the pandemic i mean obviously the the pandemic has changed everything the way we view restaurant business and for a while during the pandemic it was us you know throwing things at the wall to see kind of what stuck and and pivoting in so many different directions and in doing so i think one of the things that we've done is we've all learned how to wear multiple hats so there's a lot of that in the industry that you see i think nationwide and with other restaurant groups is that you have to be able to pivot and do other things within your current role and sometimes that means just taking on some newer responsibilities that maybe was outside of your comfort zone and, and kind of getting, you know, being able to adapt and change on the fly. What I do see, though, is, you know, I think it's starting to taper out. And um, I look forward to the day that we don't have to answer questions about the pandemic anymore. It would be, would be amazing. <laughs> uh, but, you know, for now, it's it, it does seem like the business is starting to level out. And, you know, what we've now done and how we've grown from that is that so many of our team members are capable of wearing those additional hats that, you know, we, we were able to see that we can get done more with less in a sense, right? Sometimes that's a little bit exhausting for some, but we are able to get done more with less. And that also helps us kind of battle kind of the the labor struggles within, within the industry as well.
1: And I think too, Jason, you guys did a great job of like pivoting the models of the businesses too. I mean, you know, your people were great, but you also figured out different ways to incorporate, you know, delivery and, you know, takeout and those kind of things so that everybody was still getting the full Scott Harris hospitality uh, experience, even if it was from home for a little while.
2: 100%. Yeah. And it, it's, you know, it's now that's part of the industry that has stuck a little bit too, right? So it's looking at all those delivery platforms and, and how we can allow people to eat within their homes and eat a meal from one of our restaurants and or any restaurant with you know within the country and a lot of restaurants have, have looked to do so and that's one of the things that we've done with that and and try to allow people to be customer friendly from a dining experience is making sure that we're creating menu items that travel well that hold well because that's a big part of it
1: yeah that's a good point. So with all the operational
0: changes and pandemic pivots come obvious challenges, but with challenges also comes opportunity in many areas. So can you tell us a bit about the challenges you've seen in relation to food costs and how has that created opportunity for you? So
2: one of the things that we've done well at Scott Harris Hospitality is that we've constantly changed our menus and kind of kept up with the season, but also just kind of kept it refreshed, right? And I think that when you see the food industry is so volatile now in regards to different meats or eggs or produce spiking and coming down and spiking and coming down again. The fact that we were able that we've always kind of been that that group that have changed our menus, it's a little bit easier, I think, for us and it's just a natural flow and progression to where we we see if we we have something on the menu that, you know, might not be manageable from a food cost perspective, we can always pivot and change to something else. We've always built our brands on being value driven and the challenge is staying value driven in that rising cost of food items in general. But I I think that we've done a good job in in kind of managing that and manipulating that and, and looking for other areas to save to still keep our business profitable.
1: And I know looking at the menus across the various, you know, concepts that you all have, it's very obvious that you're catering to different like pricing levels and things like that to kind of offer something for everyone. There's a lot of different meats and ingredients and things like that. But I think that there's something that anybody would be able to choose on those menus, whether it be from a cost perspective or even from a taste perspective.
2: Rachel, thank you for bringing that up too cuz you're absolutely right and that's one of the things that we do do well I think is we kind of create that that margin where you, you know if you want to come in and dine on a budget you can and still get great quality food but also if you want to come in and spend up and get that experience and kind of those higher dollar items we have that available too so our menus have grown from a price point and kind of expanded on the spectrum that it's it's not so narrow anymore we you know we go from low all the way up.
0: Correct. Let's talk a little bit about the labor market. What challenges and opportunities are you seeing in that area?
2: So labor market, again you know it's when we talk about the pandemic and kind of where we're at, again, it's starting to level off in a good way. you know a year ago it was it was such a struggle and just trying to figure out how to staff any given restaurant on any given night was always a challenge. And what we're seeing now is the labor market kind of come back and kind of settle back in a little bit. And we definitely do have a workforce coming back. It's great. We're able to hire the right people instead of just, you know, at one point, I hate to say it, we were looking for bodies, right? And you never really want to do that because we are in a hospitality industry. And really what we strive upon is our employees who really think, who have the same thinking that we do as an organization from that hospitality standpoint. And when you're just hiring bodies, you're you're not always getting that, right? And so it's hard to manage that. It's hard to figure out how to staff certain restaurants. I mean, I remember, we, you know, during, you know, a year ago, two years ago, it's like you got a call in the middle of the day. I need you here at this restaurant <laughs> to, you know, work. The, there was a lot of nights that I was back on the line. I was, you know, working pasta station or working the grill and and that's and that's okay too. That's my comfort zone. That's where I grew, you know, that's where I grew up and that's at the end of the day, that's where I love to be. But when you're getting pulled in so many directions, it can be difficult. So we've seen that kind of taper off and we're able to hire employees who really have the same vision that we do as a company that really strive on hospitality in general.
1: And I think too, the labor market has changed so much. I mean, years ago, prior to the pandemic, you know, A server had certain responsibilities, but the expectations as a consumer were not nearly as high. You know, after we all stayed home for about a year and didn't get to go out so much, we went into these restaurants with this idea of this experience and, you know, being catered to. And it really forced the hand of, you know, the folks that were interacting with those folks to kind of up their game and, you know, become like a top tier hospitality professional. And I don't know that that was really for everybody. What do you think, Jason?
2: I, I mean, I, I agree with you 100%. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's not for everybody. It's a, it's, a, it's a tough industry and you really have to have people that are passionate about it. And, you know, I remember, like you said, it's, it's kind of evolved a little bit. And I, I remember the days of when you walked into restaurants and there was like a sign at the host stand, right? that just says, please be considerate. We're understaffed, uh, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, That was okay for a while, but again, people want to be catered to. People want to have that experience. And that's truly, that's how restaurants and restaurant groups separate themselves from the competition is we have to give better hospitality than everybody else. And we're able to do that when we're able to hire the right people and and train the right people and people that have the same vision that we do.
0: Let's talk a little bit about the warmer weather that's finally on the way. I know we're all excited about nicer weather. So it's on the way across the U.S. So what's coming up with patio season? What are some new opportunities with outdoor dining in that area?
2: So patio season in Chicago is always like a big hot button, right? Because it it comes, it goes, it comes back. You know, we've had discussions even in the last week about it. And it's, you know, we're hitting some 60 degree weather. And in Chicago, and everybody's, you know, for them, it's like it's like summertime, right? People are loving it. You would think it's like eighty and sunny, but even though it's not, so really, it's a lot of it is us trying to maximize the season as much as possible. We've obviously looked into heaters and patio enclosures a lot more than we used to, so that we can really expand on that season for a while. And you saw this with a lot of groups. It was like the tent phase, right? Like everybody had a tent and everybody had it through the winter that kind of tapered out as well, right? Like people were fine sitting in a tent for a little while. And then finally it was just like, okay, it's 32 degrees in the winter. We're not, we're (laughs) done with that. Like we'd rather be inside. But what we've done is we've looked a lot at our brands and our restaurants as areas of opportunity where we can potentially do a three seasons enclosure or a four seasons enclosure to really expand on that season and maximize our seating capacity. And so we're able to do that in some restaurants. We're not able to do it in others, and that's okay, but we look at each concept and each location as its own identity and see what, what our options are within those restaurants and, and really kind of, like I said, just maximizing the season. So could be umbrellas at a space. It could be you a know, full enclosure dining experience, but however we can do it, we try to maximize the space, and we do so by, you know, creating, you know, weatherproofing certain areas if and when possible and obviously creating some heat especially in the early moments of spring and in the late moments of fall and just kind of maximizing that season.
1: Jason, have you noticed across the brands, is there any of your particular brands that kind of demand that outdoor space more so than others or is it kind of the same across the board?
2: Rachel, that's a great question. I guess I would say that it's pretty balanced across the board. Obviously, I think you know Fat Rosie's being such a fun concept, it kind of lends itself to like feeling like you're outside. I mean, at the end of the day, the the whole vision of Fat Rosie's was inspired by our owner, Scott Harris's trips to Cabo and to Mexico. And so you have a lot of that vibe and that energy in those restaurants. And of course, like who doesn't like to drink a margarita, like sitting outside on a patio, right? (laughs) So you can say that about Fat Rosie's for sure. um, But it's not that we're seeing any like sort of downturn in business during the winter months because because people just want to sit outside. I, I think that people tend to get a little bit more excited about patio season when you're talking about maybe like the Fat Rosie's brand itself, but just as much so at any of our other locations. And, you know, Vasili's Mediterranean in Naperville, we're working on getting the patio set up there. And and that's always been a great spot where people kind of love to sit and drink and hang out and, and just have some fun. And, you know, the other things we've done with patios is really kind of make it an experience, right? Like really kind of, Create that dining experience within the patio. It's not just tables and chairs set up outside anymore. Right. And we've really looked at that as an investment. How do we make that an experience, a destination to really draw people in to us versus any other restaurant that just has tables and chairs sitting on the sidewalk outside? Right. So there's plant life, greenery, lights, heaters, of course, patio umbrellas, but really kind of creating that experience. A lot of our spaces, even, you know, we've developed like some soft seating, if you will. So to kind of create like a little bit more of a loungy atmosphere at certain locations, again, to just kind of create that experience.
0: I'm excited for that, for sure.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And in terms of service, is that like kind of a pivot for you guys? Like, are you setting up outdoor, you know, service areas and things like that so that, you know, you're not running back and forth or how does that work for you all?
2: We do. Yeah. So we, we we try to set up like basically a server station outside uh, to really kind of, again, maximize the hospitality in that general area so people aren't going in and out. So you see the people who are serving you and, and giving you that experience. And it's also a staffing issue too. And obviously, you know, coming into patio season, we're kind of ramping up and it's always a scramble. I think, you know, March, April, you're like, okay, let's go, let's go, let's go. And then it all kind of comes together though. And so- <laughs> Even like I said, even last week we we're talking about setting up a handful of patios just to see if you know the weather breaks and kind of get a gauge of you know what people want to do and if they want to sit outside. And I think we'll see that for sure. Obviously, we'll we'll get a handful of days in April, and we want to be able to provide that experience for our guests if we can.
0: Let's talk a little bit about diversity, equity, and inclusion. It is such an important topic across many business sectors. Obviously, restaurants are no exception there. So how is Scott Harris Hospitality embracing DEI across the organization? Let's talk a little bit about your leadership team. So what DEI initiatives are you putting in place there with your leadership?
2: That's a great question, Carly. I think that I don't think we've ever like put anything in place. We've always been an equal opportunity employer. And we've always, we hire based on qualifications, right? And hopefully we're always looking to kind of grow and, and be diverse. And fortunately for us, we're able to do that. So regardless of race, gender, sexual orientation, if you're qualified for the job and you can be a part of our team and, and breathe that hospitality that we do, we want you. And fortunately for us, that's that's all worked out. And we have a very diverse team of, you know, at our corporate level, and as well at a restaurant level and just in the stores. And so you see that uh, with our team. I I have my friend over here. He's actually dancing in the other room. Uh, It's our director of operations (laughs) who's an African. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um,
2: But so it's something that we've always preached, but it's not something that, that we force, right? And so when we're able to do it, we're happy to do it. And when it comes to the inclusion part, I think Scott Harris Hospitality has always been a group that, has where all of our employees have had a voice, right? And we've strived on that. We've strived on being a family from top down, right? I always tell our restaurant managers and our chefs, like, listen to what the dishwasher has to say. Listen to what the bussers have to say because they're in it. They're in the thick of it. Like a lot of their ideas are better than my ideas, right? And so we want them to have a voice. They have a voice and we do a lot of things to encourage that. But I feel like we've always been that group That has done that. We've always been a family oriented group and we've always treated everybody in our group as a family, all of our employees, you know, from the top down. And I think that you see that day in and day out when you go into our restaurants.
1: Great. Rachel, any thoughts on that? So I know, like, as you continue to build out these additional concepts and, you know, things like that, is that something that you see as, like, are some of those ideas derived from your various folks in the organization and different ideas coming from them?
2: I think over the years, for sure, right? And some of the concepts that are now 12 restaurants strong or Fat Rosie's, that's four restaurants strong, soon to be five, you know, as those concepts kind of evolve and you kind of like you start to learn how your team functions within the space and kind of what they have to say about the functionality of the space. And so, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's things that change as we go and things that we adapt to. And if it's a good idea, it's a good idea. Everybody's got a voice. Everybody's got an idea. And I think we do a great job of really listening to everybody. doesn't always create change, but to listen and to hear people out and to attempt to make the change, we're definitely all for that.
0: Perfect. I was going to ask next about your how you integrate DEI through your employee base. I think you've really already touched on that. Everybody has a voice. I love that phrase, how you integrate that within your workforce. So let's talk a little bit about your customers. How do you see this across your customer base? And how is DEI visible to them? And how do you share your mission? Great question, Carly. I don't think there's
2: anything on paper that really shares that vision. I think as a customer, as a diner, coming into our restaurants, you can see that firsthand. And so really, we don't think that it's anything that we have to touch on from a written standpoint. As a customer and you come in and dine, you can see how our team operates in the space. You can see us really empowering everybody that's in each restaurant and you see the diversity in each restaurant. So I think that you see that firsthand. And really, that's to me, that's the only way we need to advertise it or or not advertise it.
1: I would agree, everyone in your restaurants are always very welcoming, and it seems like you guys are excited to have people there for whoever they are or whatever they look like. Like it's just you always feel welcome and it's like a fun party at most of the restaurants. For, <laughs> for
2: sure, and it's you're absolutely right, Rachel, and it's like talking about us as a family, as a company, and from the employee perspective of that, we've always preached that to our employees to make our customers feel like they're part of our family. And that's so important to us. Again, we're in the hospitality industry and we're not in the service industry. So really making people feel that they're welcome in our home and making it feel like it's their home is so important to us. And we empower all of our staff members to feel like they have a voice that they can assist in creating that environment for our diners.
0: Rachel and Jason, it has been such a pleasure to have you here with me today. I've really appreciated learning about how you how you run your business and in closing, what do you hope our listeners take away from our discussion today? So Jason, we'll start with you.
2: Well, thank you very much for having me on. This was a great experience. You know, I hope that the listeners take away from this just really kind of the family aspect of the business and kind of getting back to that a little bit. I think it's been so important for us over the years. And it's really easy for a lot of restaurants and a lot of restaurant groups to just get so like focused on just keep the gears greased and keep the wheels moving, but really like take a step back and look at your team and look what they have to bring to the table. And what I would encourage for the listeners to get from this is to really look at their staff and look at their teams as a whole and to see, you know, what everybody can bring to the table and to really just open your eyes to the people that are around you.
0: Rachel, closing thoughts from you. Take this one home for us.
1: Sure. So again, thank you so much for including us today. Really appreciate the opportunity. And, you know, being in the professional service, you know, aspect, of my days are not spent in hospitality solely, but it is a lot of fun to be part of some of these teams and help you know, with all of the different aspects that we can help with. I mean, there's so much more than just numbers here. That's something that we specialize in, but there's so much consulting and just being able to step back and not be part of the day-to-day and look at different things to help out. love watching places like Scott Harris Hospitality grow and take on, you know, new concepts, new people, just great hearing all of the stories. I mean, your team has been wonderful. I know I've interacted with many people within the team and everybody seems to share that same passion, not only for hospitality, but for each other. There's a lot of care and love that goes into this and it's really nice to see.
0: Thank you again, both so much for being with us today. It's been an enlightening discussion and we appreciate your time.
2: Thank you both. Thank you.
1: Thanks, Carly. Thanks, Jason. Thank you. Thanks so much
0: for listening to Order Up, the podcast from the National Restaurant Association. Follow us on your favorite podcast player and find out more at restaurant.org slash podcasts. Episode produced by Dante32.